Hello guys, it's me again. Again I'm starting the introduction of this episode. Today is the first time I prepare cocktails and they're quite nice, right? The girls don't seem poisoned so far. Yeah, I know they're good. Everybody's alive. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um, so the it's gin, is that right? Yes. Gin with what's the other thing? The orange 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 liquor? Liqueur? Yeah. Was it Quantro? Quantro, yes. And lemon juice. Self made self-squeezed lemon juice <laughs> very awesome. together with a bit of sugar and tonic oh. lovely they're very yes. nice yeah no it is it's tasty thanks polly does it have an official name french 75 and i saw the recipe in bbc food food yeah, yes food, bbc good food yes great website shout out to the bbc <laughs> shout out to bbc yeah <laughs> Yeah, we're still waiting for our awards. <laughs> yeah, they have not sponsored this episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what are we going to talk about? Boom! That's right. It's a volcano eruption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Pompeii. We are. And you know what? I have a song stuck in my head at the moment. It's um. I don't know if you guys remember from Eurovision 2020. Oh, okay. The Roop. The Roop, Lithuania. With a song called On Fire, and I just feel so bad. <laughs> so bad, but it's in my head. This year, Eurovision? 2020. It's like, oh. on fire. Anyway, it's really inappropriate, I guess, for this episode. But it's so in my why head. Would you, why would you have that song in your I mind? I don't know. It's in my head. Oh, because I released a new song. Ah. Yeah. And they like, video clips like in a museum. It's cool. But what's the connection with Pompeii? Ah, There's because fire and volcano. Okay, see. And the people. Fine. Fire, <laughs> sadness. Yes, yes. It's really not funny, but yeah. <laughs> so today we're talking about Pompeii, which I think most people have at least heard of in some way, shape or form before. But basically, if you don't know what it is, it is a preserved ancient Roman city in current day Campania, Italy, near Naples. And it is at the southeastern base of, wait for it, Mount Vesuvius. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. aka volcano that is a volcano yes <laughs> mount yeah you would have thought that they'd have a different name for like mountains that are actually volcanoes like why are they just all mountains okay so what happened basically some of the things i'm going to describe are going to sound oddly specific for ancient world dramas but it'll become clear why in a bit so at around noon on we think, August 24th, 79 CE, a huge eruption from Mount Vesuvius showered volcanic debris over the city of Pompeii, followed by clouds of blistering hot gases the following days. Buildings were destroyed, populations were crushed or asphyxiated, and the city was buried beneath a blanket of ash and pumice. Basically, totally fucking destroyed. Yeah. And for centuries, Pompeii kind of laid under this sheet of ash, which perfectly preserved the remains of the city and the people. So it's basically become like one of the key archaeology sites for Roman civilization in the world, right? Because it preserved things so like beautifully. Wow. Well, beautifully. Yeah. Preserved them so well. Yeah. So it was first unearthed in the 1700s and the world was like literally astonished at the discovery of a sophisticated Greco-Roman style city literally frozen in time. So grand public buildings, which included like a forum, amphitheater, villas and, and all kinds of houses dating back to the 4th century BC were uncovered and relatively well intact. So, you know, when you go to an archaeological site and it's 
basically rubble and destroyed. That's because it's had the natural like progression of time basically hit it, whether it be earthquakes, wild weather, literally just over time, these buildings and places fall down. But Pompeii, this city, city was literally covered in a protective layer of volcanic byproducts, essentially. Mm-hmm. And most famously, inside were some preserved remains of people sheltering from the eruptions. So others lay buried as they fled. Bakeries were actually found with loaves still in the oven. And the buildings and their contents revealed day-to-day life in the ancient world. And basically, it stirred 18th century classical things. Like, it was hot shit. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Still to this day. Like, people, if they're going to, like, Naples, if they're going to that area in Italy, like, it's almost a rite of passage to go to Pompeii, right? You have to yeah. go to Pompeii, yeah. But, Isan, you haven't been to Pompeii, right? No, sadly. Um, Why is that? <laughs> I am actually banned from going to Pompeii. Not um not wow. by like the authorities. Don't worry guys. I'm not in in legal jeopardy. Um we have a family curse that has pr- restricted me from going um until at least uh, my mother and her sisters have all passed away of natural causes. Oh my God, why? What <laughs> happened? Uh, this is also linked to Sorrento because that's where they were staying at the time. Um, but my grandmother went to Sorrento with her daughters, my mum and her sisters, in the 70s. And while she was there, her mother died. Dropped down dead. Just happened. And then my granddad went to Sorrento with his new wife on their honeymoon, and boom, his mother also dropped down dead. So parents die when you go to Sorrento slash Pompeii. So I'm not allowed to go until um, I am of the oh. older generation. Oh my God. Yeah, we have we have the family curse. So no Pompeii for me, which is sad because I really want to go, but I can go when I'm like old and gray. It's fine. It's okay. It'll yeah. still be there probably. Yeah. 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 Maybe I could go with my mum, but I kind of don't want to risk mm, it. Don't risk it. Yeah, I wouldn't risk, risk that. It. Yeah. Don't mess don't with bring that. Down the wrath of yeah, uh, Hephaestus. No. Yes, Hephaestus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Vulcan. It would be Vulcan, right? Because we're Roman. Yeah, yeah. But Hephaestus is the Greek version of Vulcan. Yeah, which is where we get Volcano. Exactly. Do-do-do. And is Vestio in Greek Hephaestus? Just oh really? F-Y-O. Is that what the Greek? Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah, it's nice, nice. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. You say that because. I don't know, like, I might be looking too into this, but, like, one of the things that's interesting about Pompeii is the death on display. So Pompeii now contains the bodies of more than 100 people preserved as plaster casts. And basically, because of these plaster casts, we get the most detailed bodily figures of people escaping the volcanic eruption, literally down to the garments they were wearing, the most intricate of details. Uh, the British Museum actually put on a display showing the bodies of entire families who died during the Mount Vesuvius eruption. And as well as this family, there was an exhibition that also displayed the charred bones of a baby burnt to death by eruption. And literally other displays showing the terrifying last moments of other victims. A man crouched on the ground holding his head in his hands. Pretty fucked up, right? I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Seeing such kind of, like, literally people's last moments in a museum on display. Like, and 
very detailed representations of them i mean it's fascinating to be fair like it's i get what you're saying it is very sad and it's very especially when you read into like actually what happened in those last hours of their lives because um in the kind of way that volcanoes erupt the column of smoke had gone upwards due to such high pressure so the smoke was really high most of everything was blown straight into the air like really high up into the atmosphere and there was a rain of the pumice stone so that was Mm -hmm. the first to come but then as the pressure kept building and building and building the like mouth of the volcano started to collapse so the there was more room for the volcanic material to escape which caused the pressure to release and so the column of smoke and pumice collapsed and then that caused this wave of poisonous scorching hot ash to roll down the sides of the volcano straight into the town and the remaining residents they estimate about a thousand in Pompeii a few hundred in the surrounding towns as well because there's also Herculaneum and Aplontis that have like more skeletons so the people that were still there at that time they were then hit with this cloud of volcanic ash and smoke and so they died choking on poison like molten hot lava poison which is a horrible way to go because i imagine you see that thing coming to you right yeah you see the cloud like most of them were taking shelter indoors but still like in through the windows all the windows would blow out like yeah they'd just be and so that's why the most of them are crouched over covering their heads or eyes or mouths because they were like trying to protect their faces because it was so hot that it would burn their flesh and it would burn the insides of their mouths mouths and noses as they tried to breathe it's so fucked up yeah so it's pretty dark it Um, is and that is is really sad but then we found some such interesting things from the town about how people live because of this tragedy we're able to see just how this ancient city functioned and worked which is so valuable for archaeology because in archaeology usually you literally get you know you discover something you have maybe two pieces of an a thousand piece puzzle and you have to interpret the rest that is a huge part of how you interpret the ancient world but suddenly you have you know like at least half or more of the pieces of puzzles like this is such a well intact ancient city that you have so much information before you yeah and i think it goes beyond just grand houses or architectural masterpieces it's also about how the civic life functioned during exactly. these times like brothels or yeah very famous street food yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, shop fronts like it's all intact and bathhouses like normally we see fragments of that and we literally we, we might just see the foundations and have to piece together what happened or read in texts that survive but generally texts were only about either the commerce side of things or the wealthy exactly they weren't, you know normal people weren't writing down what happened in their lives exactly. every day so this actually gives us an opportunity to see an actual Roman functioning town in a way that was never seen before. And I don't think there's anything like it that's ever been found since, is there? Not really, no. It's interesting because the bodies that we have on display, they're not actually bodies at all. They're a product of a very clever archaeological technique that came into effect in around the 1860s. 
So basically, excavators were like noticing that as they dug through the volcanic Durbris that covered Pompeii, there were these like cavities in the lava that sometimes contained human bones. And you're like, what's this, you know, shape with this pile of bones in it? And then suddenly it became clear to them that the material from the volcano had covered the bodies of the dead, setting hard and solid around them. So over time, obviously, flesh, organs and clothing gradually decompose and what is left is just this void. But it's the exact negative imprint of the shape of the corpse at the point of death. So soon after they basically discovered you can fill this with plaster and get the exact replica of the body that died within this cast. Again, unheard of in ancient discoveries. Actual entire craters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. Although, again, in recent years, obviously, technology has moved on a long way since then, and now we have digital scanning and things, which would allow us to see those spaces, and some archaeologists now kind of um, are sad that we're not able to analyze the bones, because the bones are trapped in the plaster. So, uh, where the bones would give us some DNA evidence, maybe show us a little bit more about who these people were, what lives they led from any diseases or injuries that they had, you know, all those details that skeletons give us. Um, They're not possible for these bodies in plaster. But we actually do have a lot of other skeletal remains, um, especially at the other towns outside of Pompeii. Uh, There were at least 400 skeletons found in Herculaneum um, that died in the exact same explosion. So those have been analyzed to kind of see why these people in particular didn't leave. Because mm. it's estimated that Pompeii had a population of about 20,000 and a thousand people stayed behind. So everyone else left. What made these people stay? Yeah. Right. And some of them are like surrounded by gold and, you know, they're yeah. riches and things. So maybe they didn't want to or they, you know, they couldn't leave their wealth behind, didn't want to leave it behind. Um, but mostly the people that they've kind of analyzed have been um, either people who had injuries or illnesses or there was one woman who was really heavily pregnant, like about to give birth. She was in at least eight months of her pregnancy. And that's why, you know, her family all stayed behind with her as well. Or they believe they were the relatives of our current anti-vaxxers. They didn't believe believe in the eruption of the volcano. (laughs) They thought it's a conspiracy, you know. But I think even to this day, a lot of people who find themselves in natural disaster zones, there are those few that don't want to give up their home, their place, their residency. They don't understand the gravity of the disaster that's about to strike them. So... Mm -hmm. And yeah. that it was an area that was hit by earthquakes a lot. And there have been loads of earthquakes in the run-up to the eruption. Um, there was one kind of large house in particular that was undergoing renovations because it had been so badly damaged in the latest uh, series of earthquakes, which had been caused by the volcano. Mm. But of course, they didn't realize that. So with a earthquake, you just wait it out and kind of hope for the best and see what happens. And so that's what people were doing here because of their previous experience with kind of natural disasters they were like okay we'll just wait and it'll be okay and of course sadly this time it was not okay i think that uh, even nowadays this happens this year with the fires in greece there were yeah. many people who old ladies who could couldn't leave the places where they live and the house where or they, they live or they didn't the want trying yeah. to fight it like yeah. so many people do that for those people sometimes you just imagine this is your house this is yeah. your land and you see and you know that we will be destroyed 
for them but it's like, this, like you destroy their lives so exactly does it make sense for them to leave you know yeah. obviously i'm not searching for an argument for their decision but it's like we had um bad bushfires in australia as you probably might know a few years ago and basically a lot of people lost their lives because they were doing just that they didn't want to leave their properties mm. yeah because i don't know they thought they could beat it or something you know as humans sometimes we think we're superior to all and we mm. can conquer the tragedies in front of us and basically since then there's been massive campaigns from the governments and tv ads and everything basically saying leave like campaigns anymore and about like yeah preparing they are preparing like prepare but basically there's stuff just encouraging people to leave because so many people stay because they think they can defend but i also think yeah we human beings are usually very related to our land Mm. um especially people let's say in rural areas or in smaller cities people feel very emotional about their land yeah yeah and you might think like because we i don't think we understand that like living in city in big Mm. cities you don't understand it you always constantly move you change apartments but for people living for decades at the same house and working on this land and this land providing them with food and resources and being pushed to abandon this land because of some climate um disaster disaster yeah it's understandable to some extent yeah Yeah. it is anyway the the volcano itself if you you're like why did they even live on the side of a volcano like why would you do that yeah it hadn't erupted for 400 years previously so it was very densely covered in vegetation it looked completely dormant like that they believed that it was no longer a volcano they knew that it used to be but they believed it was completely dormant nothing to worry about and in a way that's one of the causes of it being such a massive eruption when it did happen because it had been building up over years and years and years and years and then finally when it did go off it was a catastrophe Mm. yeah apparently one is due any day now what yeah oh yes an eruption is due any day now from mount vesuvius again yeah yeah because it's but i think nowadays you can kind of predict it or Mm. yeah um, but still like 3 million people live within like 20k's of it have you guys heard of Akrotiri in Greece no. what's that a lot of people don't actually know about this but it's basically Greece's Pompeii on sorry Santorini ah. the island of Thera and basically I don't know if you've been to Santorini or any of the Cycladic islands but the water and particularly the smell and feel of water at the beach even in the shower is very sulfury Mm. like you can tell there's like volcanic vibes there and basically in minoan times in 1600s bce a massive volcanic eruption perhaps one of the largest ever witnessed by mankind took place there and i don't know if this is fake news or not but basically the explosion is estimated to be at the equivalent of 40 atomic bombs or 100 times more powerful than the eruption at pompeii but what's interesting is that there's no evidence of people having died there. There's no evidence of bones. There's no evidence of these casts that we find in Pompeii. And that's because there's actual finds of an already abandoned city at that time. So there's purposeful demolition in the forms of rubble of houses that were there and earth derberis heaped up on roads. And basically there's... A, theory that inhabitants were shaken 
by an earthquake and then already had time to move on after that. Mm -hmm. So basically taking these geological factors into consideration of, okay, we've had earthquakes, we've had a series of earthquakes, we're not going to fix our houses that have been destroyed and stuff, something big is coming or these keep occurring and we're actually going to leave. But there are still heaps of artifacts that you can find there, houses, and this is quite interesting as well because it's Minoan Crete. So this is thousands of years before Pompeii. In this area. So Greece has a little Pompeii as well. Mm. And it was discovered in the 1860s when workers were quarrying ash to build the Suez Canal. And sorry, but is that the canal that the ship got stuck in this year? Yeah. Yeah, that is the Suez. (laughs) That's the one. That's when they found it. One of the interesting things about Pompeii, I mean, we, we said that it shows like what life was like, but actually the level of uh, information that's available there is like unheard of. Mm. So there were findings such as an Indian carved figurine, like actually from India to show that trade routes were already in existence then. And there's emeralds from Egypt that one woman was Mm -hmm. found wearing when she died. So yeah, the length and the breadth of trade and ethnicities of the roman people is on display there because they have analyzed the bones of skeletons and and it shows that there are sub-saharan african bones alongside you know mediterranean so really people from all over the empire were living in places like this because it was basically like a holiday destination like the amalfi coast is all beautiful (laughs) it was like southern italy yeah yeah who doesn't want to go there yeah it was basically like the the south of france of its day like the yachting club Mm. (laughs) would make their way to uh to pompeii for the summer and had this their holiday villas um oh that's tragic you're on your holiday and boom Boom, yeah. Yeah, and it's peak summer period, August, that it happened, right? Yeah, and also it shows like how people lived in a a Roman city because there are like small stores next to villa houses, next to municipality buildings. Like there's not really any structure in terms of like, this is the rich quarter, this is the poor quarter, this is where these people lived or those people lived. Like everyone just lives side by side. Yeah, wow. And I think that's not something that we can, we really appreciated up until that point. Yeah, totally. Because we just assumed that society was segregated. Yeah. Should we have a short discussion uh, during my modest research, I saw that Pink Floyd had a concert in Pompeii in 1972, and I loved it. It's one of the best bands, probably, right? It's a very difficult group to listen to, but still, like I would say, it's one of the most definitely influential artistic, influential acts you have in music, and having a concert in this amazing heritage site. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Say it. I mean, cool. But that's also a bit fucked up, don't you think? Like this is a side of tragedy. I can I can see both sides of the argument. But yeah, yeah. is it is it true to the monument, as our old uh, <laughs> our old lecturer would say? Yeah. Does Pompeii want that? Yeah. yeah, yeah Do yeah, the yeah. people who died and suffered there yeah. want that? Yeah, interesting. Not sure. Yeah. But maybe. What do you think about that? Because also now I remember that Coldplay, 2019, I think they did a. Um, a concert in Jordan, in uh, in an archaeological site 
close the capital Amman. I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers at a concert on the Egyptian pyramids. I've seen some electronic acts at old Roman forums in France, for example. I mean, like, that's okay, but don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I just, I don't know, to me, it would feel a bit wrong. Yeah, considering yeah, yeah. the most obvious and graphic display of ancient trauma we have today. No, I mean, I hear I'm talking in general about music and Like, heritage. music and archaeological sites, amazing. Make the ancient world relevant. I'm totally in support of that. But I do think we need to pay respects to what these sites were about. We can't use them completely out of context. Like, for example, concerts at the Odeon Theatre in Athens. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. That was an ancient place for singing. That is so appropriate to yeah. the music of today. But when you go and put, like, an electro band... Okay, even I would argue in the Colosseum in Rhodes, uh, Rome. Yeah, it's what the fuck, yeah. That's a place of, like, again, murder and stabbing of fellow mankind. Like, I'm Look, not sure if what, that's Yeah, but again, cool. I have to say the concert of uh, Pink Floyd was without any audience. Yeah. But again, get, we have to think, yeah, about the yeah. values of the monument yeah. and... Yeah, I get what the artist. About, is that, that particular site an appropriate one? That's all, yeah. 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 But yeah. in saying that, I do think humans are very fascinated with sites and events that are associated with death and disaster, suffering, violence, and even killing. Because Pompeii, for example, is one of those sites. The Colosseum is one of those sites. Like even in those days, in ancient Rome, people would go being audiences of shows with men literally in a game type situation, fighting slash killing each other and fighting animals. So I don't know. There is this fascination with death and disaster mm -hmm. in society, especially from a entertainment or tourism point of view. So maybe that's just tapping into that a little bit. There's this Roman phrase, bread and circuses, which basically is the idea that people can be pacified by food and entertainment when they should be rallying for their civic duties or wider issues wider issues yeah mm -hmm. let the meat cake <laughs> yeah. well literally that's why the coliseum was built just yeah. quietly to distract from emperors kind of taking over the place all right well yeah i think nevertheless great archaeological site but also a nice point in time that can make us think about how we perceive sites of tragedy and death that are i guess in this case the ancient world it's some, definitely something to think about like okay it's a site where we see death on display it's also a site where we see life in action on display so yeah. i think that's what makes it a particularly special location yeah. and archaeological site like it's it's unique for that um, that kind of juxtaposition of it's not a necropolis, it's not a, a graveyard, but it's full of death. But people who were living, who died. Yeah, so we can see life through this death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, interesting side note. Um, there's the possibility that they found the first case of congenital syphilis in Pompeii. Ew. <laughs> yeah, but the first case that they'd had documented before that was 1400 years later so that wow. is a huge wow um, that's actually big yeah, yeah that's a huge medical discovery if it turns out to yeah. be the actual case there you go did you like the cocktails girls yeah i did actually well done polly yeah they were good <laughs> they were really yum yeah. yeah 
I mean, anything with gin and has my vote. <laughs> you can follow us at, at Museums Mojitos at Instagram and Twitter and the podcast full name in Facebook, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, tweet, subscribe, all that. Yeah. Jazz. Please like all our podcast episodes. <laughs> In no, whether you, uh, whether you actually enjoyed them or not, yes, just like please them. like them in Spotify, <laughs> in Apple Podcasts, so people can discover Rise us. Review. Yes, positive reviews. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. If it's anything less than five, please just don't bother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank yeah. you guys. Have a nice day. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.